well, I guess first let's talk a little bit about ourselves and uh, our relationship to the DC properties. I'm Michael Bigelow. I uh, have loved the DC superheroes for my whole life, particularly uh, Superman. But I'm a big fan of all of them. I'm wearing a Superman shirt right now. And uh, I uh, grew up watching this program, The Super Friends. Tell us your experience with these characters, person whose name the listener does not know yet. Great. I don't even know if I am going to give the name. I think that could be a fun, exclusive content where uh, if, you you go. Pers- if you prescribe, if you per- prescribe to the to the Patreon for twenty five thousand dollars, you can you can learn my co-host's name. You can learn Roger's name. You can learn Roger's name if you subscribe. What if? Do you think? But only only if you subscribe. Do you think doctors ever prescribe a podcast? I, I think they do. This American life feels very medicinal. I think they'll prescribe this one. My name is Roger, and I'm not going to tie my last name. Um, I'm very similar with uh, to Michael. Michael's my good friend. Um, I very from very I, look. I'm a DC boy. Uh, back when the Marvel movies were coming out. Everyone, oh, they love it. Everyone was going nuts about it. Oh, Iron Man. Oh, all this stuff. And yeah, I had a good time watching them. But through and through, I will opt for the DC, the Warner Brothers superheroes, every time. Um, I have an unhealthy connection with the character Batman and the char- connection and Green Lantern as well. Green Lantern's my favorite superhero. But um, since I was a very tiny tot, it's been about the B-Man. And all of his adventures and misadventures uh, throughout Gotham, Gotham. Uh, so uh, I had not look. Here's here's the deal. I have never I had never seen Super Friends before. I this I've I hadn't seen one episode. I'd seen people splice it up for funny internet videos, but I was not at all aware what. So the- what were what what um. Because I did watch Super Friends, although it was not like my main uh, entree into these characters. So what what did you consume that really brought you into uh, this universe as a as a wee lad? Into the Warner Brothers universe. So um, back in the in the early nineteen nineties, uh, when I was just a boy of six boy of five or six um our uh, we we had uh, vhs tapes and um one of the vhs tapes my family had was the 1989 michael keaton batman uh a movie that i should not have been watching as a small child but alas i did watch a lot um, as did i so my my first introduction yeah my first introduction to anything um Warner Brothers was that the uh or DC the other thing i had was the uh another VHS of the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons and i had there was a tape with like four of them and that was another thing i would watch 
constantly. Oh, me too. Uh, and we did not buy a lot of tapes. We just had these 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 couple of tapes. Um, but those were my um, entrance, and it was a thing where it's like the the Batman universe that I connect most most with is that uh, that Tim Burton spiky cobwebby. Um, <laughs> notice how when I said cobweb, I sneezed. It's because it's such an immersive world. We we really try to it's. To bring this to our listeners in as many dimensions as possible. I don't know what dimension sneezing I is a part of, COVID. but we're, we're bringing it to you in that one. We're trying. Um, so uh, that was that was my introduction. That and as any young uh, six-year-old in the, 19, in the mid-1990s, I watched the Batman, the animated series. I feel like you're making yourself younger by saying you were six in the mid-90s. I know that to be uh, a falsehood. Well, how old was I? Um, I would say by the the mid-90s, you were probably eight or nine. So to say that you were six in the mid-90s is to misrepresent your age. Eight, Eight is two more than six. Yeah. It is, it's 33% more than six. That's, that's a lot. Sure. See, Michael was born in 1975. Yep, that's it. Um, he was a, he was a grown man. He was a grown man in the 80s. He's so, he's very, very old. old. He's a very old man. Very old. It's okay. We, we still love him for that. Uh, yes, I was a a boy of seven or eight in the mid nineties. Yeah, is that accurate? I'll allow it. Uh, so yeah, that's um, th- those are how I was introduced, and the Super Friends cartoon had can always just been a an area that I had I I was aware that it was a thing, but I had. Never the means nor interest. To I'm that. glad I can be part of introducing you to the uh, colorful world of uh, the Super Friends. Sure. We'll see. We'll see if it's a net positive. I mean, I don't see how it could be anything else. Well, let's 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 address that when we get All into right. the episode. Um, like you. Uh, I also, uh, my entree into this was the Fleischer Superman cartoons, which uh, were available everywhere. Like, anyone could put them on VHS, because those are public domain cartoons. I don't know why. It is, oh, really? The characters are not public domain, but for some reason, though, anyone can do anything they want with those cartoons. So I think... Oh. I want to do some stuff with those. I cartoons. think if we like decide that this episode isn't long enough, we just we just play like the Mummy Strikes or something, um, which is the episode that was on every VHS I had. Like every collection of four always included the Mummy Strikes. Sure, sure. Uh, that one was scary. Shall we get Let's into? Let's get into this. Super Friends, season one, episode one. The Power Pirate. Oh boy. Oh so, boy. 
So who should we do? Do we need to? I guess we need to give a recap first of what we saw. Sure. And I uh, the the first thing I noticed is like in the opening credits they mentioned the four greatest heroes. Well, should we give should we give a recap of the episode? Oh no no yeah here give a recap of the opening credits of the whole. So the series. opening credits mentions the four greatest uh, heroes: Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Aquaman. And then Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog also get mentions. Robin appears to be beneath mentioning. <laughs> Robin is in it as much as Batman. He, every time Batman's there, Robin's there. Sure. But according to the opening credits, he's just some piece of shit who does not deserve any mention in the opening credits. Yeah, he's more he's more an assistant. Um, also, doesn't later on, does Green Lantern not become a part He does. Of so I actually, um, before we started, I looked at the Wikipedia page for Super Friends. Um, he shows up in a later iteration starting around 1977. So this starts in 1973, um, and it gets retooled multiple times. Uh, but yeah, he does, he does join the fun eventually. Oh, I see. It's just it's a bold statement to to just say these are the these are the four greatest. Yeah. Uh, any others? No. Well, all right. So the so since you've seen this before, I'm gonna recap what I think is the the point of the show. Go for it. So there are four. So there, there's four superheroes that live together in some kind of base. Um. Along with the four, with these four superheroes, is some guy named Robin. He's just a dude that's there too, um, but he's he's crime fighter adjacent, and they you know monitor the the planet for issues, uh, or just a, a small local area, as we'll get to in this um, in this uh, episode. Um, but also with them are three, we'll call them liabilities. Yeah. Uh, one is a a boy by the name of Marvin. Uh, the other is a what, Wendy. Uh, what's her name? Wendy. Uh, a woman that by the name of Wendy. Wendy looks uh, as if she is a woman of her mid forties. <laughs> uh, she does not. She, she definitely like child. seems much older than Marvin. Uh, and the third is uh, a dog. Uh, there is a dog that, um, you know, I try to get a, a good read on this dog. You know, typically when you watch the pilot, the beginning show, you want to get a good character read off of all of them. Um, and I don't know what this dog is about. Uh, the dog is not food motivated like Scooby-Doo. Uh, he doesn't have a particular attachment to any any member of the team like Astro. Yeah. Um this dog, this dog just simply uh, exists. It's the most dog-like 1970s dog cartoon. Um, the only difference being he has the ability to understand when someone has made a shameful uh, joke. Yes. Um, on more than one occasion in this episode, he rolls his eyes and looks down in shame after someone tells him. Could you terrible. tell if Wonder Dog was... Marvin's dog or Wendy's dog? Because I, I I assume I don't think either. 
I think Wonder Dog is. Uh, so are, are Marvin and Wendy? I don't believe so. I, I assume they're in a sexual relationship. They. <laughs> well, that is really inappropriate because of the age disparity. But uh, I, I assume. I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, a few episodes in, Wendy goes to prison for having sex with a minor. Okay. Um, I, I felt like that was, they planted hints that that was going to happen. Now, I feel like they, um, they each independently found themselves in this position as being the super friends or whatever. Like, they, they, they didn't know each other before they knew Superman. Oh! And I think okay. it's the same thing with the dog. I think the dog independently found himself. I think they all met each other at the same time. Fascinating. Um, that's what I think. I, you know what? I don't know that that's true, but I hope it is. So until until the show shows us otherwise, I say we assume that to be the case. These are just three individuals who wandered into the Hall of Justice. Now, Michael, if you'd like to start with giving a, a synopsis of the episode Okay, I will, I will do my best. I, uh, I took very detailed notes on this. Um, so it starts with a British gentleman falling down a ski slope, um, and then an alien zaps him. Uh, then we cut to the Hall of Justice, where Superman is playfully arm-wrestling Marvin. Well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Because there's, I have a lot of thought. Maybe let's give just a very broad overview. Because already there's several points that I have to bring, great, have great. To bring up. Anytime, like yeah, look. Anytime you need to interrupt me, so go here, for it. here's the deal. I, I will give a a high a high point overview, which is there's a problem. Some something is stealing energy. And um, yes. they at first they use their brute strength to try to stop these issues, but then they realize they have to use the greatest uh, muscle of all, their brains. And then they solve a mystery and realize that this dude that they've just been randomly seeing uh, is the clue. And what it turns out is that this dude was molested by aliens and they were using a copy yeah. of him. To steal energy for their... So that's, a, that's an overview of what happens. Yeah. So, going back to my much more detailed yes, uh, notes that uh, go on for three pages. So, once we meet uh, the gentleman who we will later come to know as Sir Cedric Cedric of Scotland Yard, we get to Superman playfully arm wrestling Marvin. Now, and now I have to stop you, Michael, because, yes... Eventually, we learn that Superman is playfully arm wrestling a child. But before that point, he is off screen. All we know is that Superman is doing something and he's losing. And none of the... Yes. None of the super friends want to want to help him. Uh, and they're saying, oh... Yeah. You know, he's got to... So, uh, it definitely feels like a massive waste Correct. of time. But we also in this in this uh sequence 
We learned that maybe Marvin can fly a little bit, but this is something that never comes back. In, in the cartoon universe, it is implied that certain reactions, if you smell a delicious pie, perhaps you levitate off the ground. Yeah. Perhaps if someone spooks you, you might fly up into the air. Uh, you may even jump up if if uh, someone says that they have tickets to the to the concert. You may jump up and walk in the air a little bit uh, before darting out. This yeah. is an accepted thing of cartoons. What Marvin did definitely seemed as though it was a some kind of superpower, a superpower. He yeah, if I if I remember correctly. It sounds like he's saying like he's working on developing this ability. Yes. Like it's like a muscle you can build. Um, this is not something he did at any point in the yeah. rest of in the In fact, episode. it seems very much like he has no uh, special abilities um, at all. Outside of those, point. outside so of that one guy. we uh, learn about Marvin's possible ability to fly. Yeah. And then the troubler goes off. Oh, hold on. How did you how did you trub pronounce alert. that? Yeah, trub alert. Trub alert. Now, here, here's something I have to. I again, I have to stop you. The character yes. of Wendy, I did not count it, but I think she says the word trub alert no less I think that's than probably ten true. times. I do know for a fact. That no other character in the <laughs> says the word trouble alert. It is only it is only Wendy that says, "Oh look, it's the oh, trouble alert," and it makes me think like everyone else has just grown accustomed to calling it the computer or calling it the yeah. alarm uh, because you know they've 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 grown tired of the novelty of sure. it being called trouble alert. No. She's not grown tired of this and insists on calling it the Troubler. I wonder if she has time. like a deal with the Troubler people to say it a certain number of times. Yeah. Yeah. But only one character. They couldn't no, afford it. No, no, no. I mean, come on. It. Batman, you got you got at least six figures per mention from Batman. So I, I have a couple other things Please. I need to talk about. Number one. Uh, the first thing that the first thing that uh, one of the first disasters that's averted is a train in snowy going California. through Donner Pass, uh, and which is, is I, I assume a reference to the Donner Party, which feels very dark for a children's cartoon. Wait, here's the deal. Like, the, the, what my concern is that Superman knew precisely where yeah. that was, like. Now, it's one thing, later on in the Superman mythos, we know that he can hear voices across the planet. In this situation, it just seemed like he was familiar yeah. with that area. It just seemed like, he, oh, I know. I'm going to assume he's really is. into historical reenactments, and he's seen like the Donner Party reenactment that goes through there. That would be my guess. Why is Look, he he's trying. He's trying to get to get so to know his adopted that? planet. Appropriate. What better way than his the second thing? Happens. And I have to bring this up. The the most horrifying uh, moments. 
The other thing, and I have to bring this up because the Max Fleischer cartoons have, it It comes into play there as well. But that is the power discrepancy yep. of Superman. Sometimes Superman is, sometimes Superman is strong enough to break off, uh, to pull open a very hard door. Uh, and sometimes he's capable of Flying a planet into the sky. Now, I understand there's variance. Sometimes he has a lot of sunlight. Sometimes there's not a lot. Sometimes he's being affected by kryptonite. I get it. Um, it's not unlike uh, sure. a libido. Some, some, at some points, you're ready to go. Some yeah. points, you're just very tired. Um, some dick... Look, some dick is better yeah. than other dick. Uh, it's not always. It's not. But you're 85 years old. You're gonna. You're gonna run into um, some trouble sometimes. That, okay. You. Wait. Who is? Well, no, my dick's fine. Prove what it right I'm now. Is that? Um. All right. Fine. No, but what I'm saying is like, the the human libido it can, can be fickle. And like Superman's powers, uh, 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 powered by the sun. Sure. Um, But I guess what I'm saying is that this was an instance where he, the fact, so he he tries to stop this train with his body initially, correct? Um, And this did not work. He he realized he would not be able to. Which I, yeah, and you're right. Based on everything else we see from him, should have been no problem. It should not have been a problem. But then the way he does stop it is he flies to uh, to the track and he uh, pulls it up to yeah. create a curve or whatever. Now, if ba- if Superman's body could not have stopped it, it should have blasted but right through that. Also, track. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, the way they animated it, it looked like he did not just lift the tracks up. <laughs> you could see the ground go from horizontal to vertical. So it makes it look like he took the entire ground and moved it up. Which again, yeah. I would imagine, takes more strength than stopping yeah. the train. I I would think that too. Um... And then the last thing, because the you know this is move on to the next next calamity, is that um, uh, at at some point in during this thing where everyone's just sitting there watching Superman, which I, I will have to say, I like this system instead of all of the uh, Justice League flying to every single thing. I like the idea yeah. that they just take turns, and the rest just sit and and watch on a monitor. Um, because Batman seeing this feat of strength clarifies that, uh, uh, everyone has a brain and you can do super things with your brain, even if you don't, uh, don't have powers, which I, I think is maybe a line that Batman's going to Yeah, I, I think, I think, lot. uh, we get something along those lines multiple times in this episode. Also, based on the voices that you hear coming from the train after Superman saves it, there are two people on that train. It is it is two people doing all the voices for the train, 
and not real. It's like Casey Kasem and yeah, uh, I believe the guy who does Superman's voice. Uh, and that's it. Wait, it's uh, I-, I heard the guy. Oh, I should know his name, but he's all over this. The guy that does Fred's voice. Oh, uh, Frank Welker, Scooby Doo. Right. Yeah. Wait, is maybe that, Frank is Welker, Welker does one of the voices. Um, should have the IMDb page up all the time. Um, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Vamp. Tell a long involved story. Anyway, um, well, I can move on to my next note. Um, so this was the first, the first calamity. Calamity avoided pretty handily by Superman, except for that moment yeah. that he wasn't strong enough for some reason. All right. Uh, um, let's see. Then. Who, uh, yeah. Fr- uh, uh, Frank Welker is Marvin and Wonder Dog. Uh, what voice, who were you thinking of? Okay. So the guys on the train were named Jack and I don't know, but, uh, I feel like, I feel like I heard Frank Welker's voice in, in I'm more than pretty just those sure two. that, um, the voices were on the train were Casey Kasem and Danny Dark, uh, Robin and Superman. Maybe that's maybe I was thinking maybe I'm thinking of case um, um either way, this was the first the first uh calamity it was handily it was handily uh completed, but guess what there is a second calamity that comes yep. up also at, at, around this point, Wonder Dog shows a similar uh ability to Marvin to kind of fly. And again, they never revisit that. Yes. But yes, now, now, good to know. The Queen Victoria <laughs> has no power in a storm, and that's not good for a boat uh, because it's a boat; it's a different thing. And so we go, all right, whose turn is it to take care of this? Well, again, Superman could handily fix it, but he's currently flying back from. Yeah, Colorado or something. Um, you know now now whose turn is going to be? Well, immediately uh, we go Aquaman. Yeah, of course it's going to be Aquaman. This is a boat, and Batman ships in. He goes, "Hey, you know what? I'll help out. We'll take. I'll give you a ride in the Batmobile, and I'll drop you off at the at the ocean." Well. Then Wonder Woman interjects and says, no, absolutely not. This is the first of multiple times where it seems like everyone wants to shit on the Batmobile. Like, there are multiple times when Batman suggests the Batmobile. Like, no, fuck that. We have things that can fly, you idiot. Yes. We don't need your stupid (laughs) Batmobile. He is literally just trying to be helpful. He's just we have a guy who can fly and, and a woman with a transparent plane. We'll let you know when we need the Batmobile. But like, they do use even, it eventually. Like, one of the next times they use it, Superman carries it. So I feel like they are... It's less useful there. Oh. 
Yeah, no, they're they're bullying. Yeah. They're bullying him. Which is why I think they, you know, in the in the 90s and the OOs, they overcorrected and made it so that Batman yeah. had a secret plan to kill everyone in the Justice League because they were like, "Oh, back in the 60s, they, he was just a ju- like they just Yeah, sure you know, Batman, drive your him. car. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she very rudely says, uh, no, what a dumb idea. We'll take my transparent plane. Uh, I did not. Now, here's the deal. I did not know that the plane was thought uh, yeah. powered. That is, that is, that is, that, a, that, is uh, that is canonical Wonder Woman. Well, I assume because this was like the, what a, such an early thing, but I don't remember, uh, does she have telepathic? No, it's just the plane. It's just the plane is not powered. Plane. Like I, presumably anyone piloting it could use their thoughts to do so, but she's piloting it, so it's her thoughts. Is it all right? Then it then is it like Bluetooth, where you have to connect I would one assume. brain at a time, or can any number of brains just shout commands um, into this? I got to uh, think aircraft. it's like you have to pair your brain with it. But then you have to remember to unpair it so you can pair your yeah. brain to something else later, you know? Another thing that happened at this point, so uh, they've they've already bullied Batman. They're flying in this transparent plane via Wonder Woman's thoughts. She offers to let him out, and he says, no, thank you. I'm, I'm fine. I'll just jump. Aquaman jumps into the ocean um, to go after this. And then there's a moment where d- danger happens and they they very in in great detail talk about how suddenly Aquaman feels something tugging on his leg. Um and uh wait, hold on. Am I So I said oh the the seaweed. So um Something happened, like, he got tangled up in seaweed. Uh, it, was a sea, right? it was a giant anemone that looked like seaweed. Well, oh, I, I know. All right. I know what it is. <laughs> they said, luckily, no, no, something something happened with seaweed. Like, he got tangled in seaweed. No, it was, it was a sea anemone. It was a sea anemone because that looked like seaweed. My, my notes, I know that, I know that did happen. But I wrote down on my notes, um, we didn't need the seaweed I don't recall thing. seaweed. I think he thought it was seaweed at first. And then it was revealed to be a sea anemone. Uh, look, as much as I don't want to do this, I'm going to look back and figure out why I wrote that note. But you're correct. A sea anemone, a sea anemone, which is... Um, Last time I checked, it was one of the creatures. Yeah, it seems like he could have just been like, hey man, be cool, I'm saving this boat. I think, I think he has history with this specific anemone. I assume they they used to talk about it. They're like, oh no, it's an... Yeah, and this anemone is saying, not so fast, dick, dick wad, you left a bunch of stuff at my apartment. So he calls his bro squad of, of uh, octopuses, octopuses, octopi. 
who come and beat the shit out of this an enemy. And and then what do you think the ethics of uh, Aquaman having any sort of romantic relationship with sea creatures is because he can communicate with them. Thus, they should be able to consent or not. Is that cool or is it still weird? I think it's a hundred percent cool. They can yeah. Give him so consent. like, I assume. Uh, he he has to have at least been to one uh, like dolphin orgy, right? Yes, I assume that was gonna come up. In oh, I'm episodes. sure it will at some point. There are 93 episodes of this show, so uh, that's another thing about this show. Every ep- there's something like nine seasons, and every episode is almost so. An hour but long. it's it's weird what? because there are certain eras of the show where it's like. They were just showing old episodes and adding like a couple of seven minute shorts. So I think there are in our in our journey through this series, we will I think some of the episodes are gonna okay. end up being shorter, but I'm not certain. I see, I see. Uh okay. So uh he manages to uh to use some extra strong seaweed that happened to be nearby. And uh, he yeah. weaved a rope, and uh, they he he communicated via um, what do you call it? I don't know, but apparently it's you can use your hands oh semaphore to yeah out, yeah uh, he, to drop he like he YMCA's semaphore, at them yeah. yeah they drop they drop their anchor it stops the boat he ties something up now here's something that. After that happened, um, Batman then says, okay, I'm going to go pick him up. What happened to Wonder Woman? Because for yeah. the next, like, did she she's just... Like, just she's like, this is going to take a while. I got shit to do. Bye. And then just flew away. That's what I assume. <laughs> yeah. She disappears. She, she disappears. Um, one thing I, I, one thing I want to point out is that what I, I like a lot about this cartoon is they um, specifically, they, they work very hard on making sure that these throwaway characters that we'll never see again and have no consequence yep. have names like Jack or Bill or Joe. Um, they they want to make an immersive experience for us with those first names. Is is this the point that they meet? That they meet? Uh, oh no, no. Oh. There's one. There's one more line. And oh, I think I know the line you're going to say, but I want to. Yeah. I want to hear if it's the same one. Um. <laughs> at this point, Aquaman says, "Yes, I did save them, with a little help from my friends," and then he says, "Uh." What he says with a little help from my friends, name of the same song, like where he says, of the of the song, help from my friends. Um, were they just expecting people to go, woo? That's a popular song, right? I thought you were going to mention how the captain says to the other men on the boat, "Now there's a real man of the sea." Yeah, no, that that was also a moment because, um, yeah, I don't know if it was a thing where he was trying to, uh, he was upset with his, um, 
sailors for not. I assume. I assume it was to shame them. Or like you think you're men of the sea. Yeah, no, trying to. That's a real man of the sea. You're just pretenders. I yeah. At first, I was like, oh well, he. Yeah, I I feel like he kind of was like. I thought he was just saying like you merely adopted the sea. I, I think maybe he was a little bit. Weird you merely adopted the sea. He was born in it, molded by it. Is that? Uh, I hope that that's something that happens a lot in this in the in this series. Um, yeah, no, I when when he he said that, it, I I couldn't quite get a read on his motivation. Um, but no, the thing that popped out to me was this Beatles reference, um, that uh, Aquaman yeah. uh, gave. So, um, the, uh, so at this point, uh, two, two calamities have happened in a row. Yeah. Energy related. And suddenly they meet. Uh, Sir Cedric Cedric. Character. Now, Michael, can you tell us? Yeah, tell us a little bit about... So, Sir character. Cedric Cedric of Scotland Yard approaches... I believe it's uh, Aquaman, Batman, and Robin, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog are, are all gathered here. Um, at no point do any of them ask to see credentials. They just know that there's a British gentleman yeah. who says he works with Scotland Yard. Good enough for them. My uh, my favorite part of Cedric Cedric is that <laughs> the name Cedric Cedric sounds l- pretend. Yeah, it doesn't. It it sounds like someone is. Yeah, like he was caught on. Name. Like he was caught and doing something, first, and on the spot he's like, "Oh, Cedric, uh, Cedric." And at first, I think, oh, it makes perfect sense because this is probably that alien from before and he is just making up a nope. bad human name. We learn later. That's that, that's that's that guy's name. name. That's that, that guy's name Sir Cedric Cedric. Also, is that the sort of person who gets knighted? Like just a special agent for, uh, from Scotland Yard? I feel like... It's like... I don't. I don't think he's a knight of the queen. He's. Uh, what, are, are you suggesting maybe that. his actual first name is Sir, and then so his middle name and last name are Cedric? No, no, no. I think he must not be an official knight. I mean, that like could be the must. case. They don't ask for. They don't ask I for his law know. enforcement credentials. So you know, he could be making up the the knight thing too. Either way, he kind of um, admonishes yeah. them. Uh, these are people that have saved lives, and he tells them, "Oh, I'm a, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm on I'm on yeah. the case or something." Uh, Batman proceeds to offer him a ride in a Batmobile. No, would not uh, how many how, how many seats? How many it seats are in that car? There are two, two, maybe three. And there are at least three child, children's, and dogs. And I think Aquaman's there, so, too. So after this, we go back to the Hall of Justice, where Superman, where they're catching Superman up on 
who Cedric Cedric is and what's going on. They have Wonder Dog tell him what's going on, even though Wonder Dog cannot speak. And there are two human beings with the ability to talk right there who could just tell Superman what's going on rather than him having to play charades with a fucking dog. Here is what we have learned. And we learned this from um, the the very beginning of... uh, of the episode. What we learned is that um, the moment they step into the uh, Hall of Justice, it's they're a hundred percent their yeah. goal is to win. Particularly Superman's time, it seems. Um, yeah. Superman has made it clear. If we're in the Hall of Justice, I want the most mundane, idiotic hijinks and shenanigans yeah. possible. Because he, you know, people's lives are at stake. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to uh, play charades. I need to lighten the mood. Because, um, yeah, this this goes on. This like, goes oh, on for like a while. A huge um, chunk of time playing charades with a dog when there are two people right there who can just be like, oh, yeah, this is what's going on. Also to point out, Wonder Woman yeah. still isn't back. I, I wonder if she had to like renew her driver's license or something. Like she has to do some errand where she's unavailable for well, a they, big the way chunk they, of time. The way they justify it um, later on is, uh, oh, here's the note. Um, I have the note I have is they have so much time, <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, it's. It's just the moment that there's not a crisis, as much bullshit as possible. But um, later on, they say that Wonder Woman is patrolling an area. So at this point, they go, hey, um, there's uh, some some issues. Again, this trouble alert thing happens. Wendy once again says the word trouble alert. (laughs) Um, they're, They're learning. And then I think what they say... Is they're going to protect the three main? Well, first, of, first of all, Batman gets gets all a pissy, and he goes, "Hey, we've got to stop being reactive and start being proactive." And he says, "We need to go protect um, these three main." Power yeah, I, I wrote things. down only three uh, power things plans? use power in the whole world. Only three things are at risk. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is either a globalized, um, like, future where we've created one single country of Earth. Or they're only patrolling a small municipal area. It's, I, I assume, greater metropolis. Yeah. Uh, even though <laughs> Superman flew to yeah. California really quick, but they say, "All right, each of us is going to go guard one of these power things," and I'm guessing that Wendy, Marvin, and the dog are going to stay uh, at the, the, uh, the at the headquarters, justice. or Whoa! are they? Or are they? They're not. Yeah, it's a fucking twist. They're fucking not. What do they do? You do like a nuclear... They go to the nuclear power plant, right? That's their deal? 
They go to yeah. They but go to before some we plant. see what happens with that, Wonder Woman is trying to save a dam. Wonder Woman makes a mud dam to hold back the water, and Superman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman have to like swim up the stream to close the floodgates. And Wonder Woman almost drowns and suffers the indignity of being saved by Robin, who, as we know uh, from the opening credits, is worthless. It's it's just a guy. Really, that's a first yeah. a fate worse than death. How could she they live do with it. herself? They, they, I think that, and then after that is when they decide to go to the three places on Earth that use That's power. true. Then... Then, the, the, so the, the, this is after the fourth calamity that Batman and Robin have yeah. been useless in. That's when Batman says, hey, our strategy, yep. it's all wrong. We're using our, our muscles, and we need to be using our brains. So, you're, you're all You're, you're all, all guilty. Incorrect. Uh, now, that's when they devise this plan. Uh, and the plan involves the maybe children and dogs staying at the headquarters. This plan is not no. followed. All right, because because he's so excited about his ability to levitate, Marvin and the other ones they go to this power plant. Uh, that I guess there's a trouble alert. Uh, I think this is one of the three places they've. But they go here, and I think that's what I. That's what I guess. Did they hold on? They didn't assign them to protect. No, they did not. Did they? Um, But it's weird that no one else went there either. So I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they're just like, hey, maybe here's a fourth thing in the whole world that uh, might attract the power pirate. Yeah. So they go. Um, Wendy looks in the sky and clearly sees an alien yep. spacecraft. Uh, and they and she goes, oh, my. And they say, what did you see? And her answer is nothing. I didn't see anything. Look, she's a 46-year-old woman having sex with a 16-year-old boy. Um, she can't be trusted. Stop. She's, she's, a, she's a sex criminal. She, if... if <laughs> and later on she gives the logic oh well it looked like the moon bitch there if that's the case there were two moons and uh also you know we can we can see what you see and it clearly looks like yeah and no way does it look like the moon but she keeps her mouth shut and lets everyone waste their time uh and they go start chasing uh this shadowy figure Almost Scooby-Doo. It's a pretty Scooby-Doo-like sequence. Um, At one point, Cedric Cedric turns out the lights. And Wonder Dog, like, tries to say something in his dog voice. Like, you know, what is that? And Marvin says to him, that's the back of your head, Wonder Dog. What? I don't understand what Wonder Dog could have said and been asking about. That the answer was... That's the back of your that head, turns Wonder out. Dog. I assume Wonder Dog can feel things and would know if he was touching the back of his own head. Yeah. Sure. Uh, 
this is a dog that can play charades, that uh, can feel shame at a at a can fly joke. a little bit. Um, there's no reason why he wouldn't. Yeah, there's no reason why he wouldn't know what uh, what that is on the back of his head. What well, my favorite part about the darkness is that I bet at the time the animators were like. This is the perfect way that we can yeah, get a break. Yeah, because it's just black. Uh, <laughs> let's have them turn out the lights. And what I'm hoping is that this is something that they employ in other episodes. Someone turn out turns out the lights and they don't have to Which, animate anything for um, a couple of frames. They barely animate the lit parts. It's like a two frames a second kind of cartoon. It's basically a very flat, very fast slide yeah. show. There's another moment. Uh, again, this this lights out part lasts longer than you think. Uh, and before the lights come back on, Wendy tries to turn them on, and it turns out that she's actually touching Marvin's nose, uh, which means that either she doesn't really have her mental facilities, mental faculties, yeah, or in this world, light switches are flesh, flesh, uh, I have textured. never confused a light switch for any part of the human body. Not once. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll attest to that. I have never seen you do that. But uh, luckily, uh, they get the lights on. They see the they see someone running again. They go after him. Uh, the dog does this move where he swings. He closes a locker door and it causes a, cha- yep. a chain reaction that that uh, locks him. Which, which suggests that he they was already just like going in that locker anyway. Cedric, Cedric. Yeah, that maybe he was hiding. But they the chain reaction stops. They open it up. And how dumb do they feel when it's nothing but completely normal, trusted person, Cedric, Cedric, yep. nothing weird about this guy. And they, and they were wrong. He He's hot on the guy's trail and he even guilts them. He even says, well, I would have yeah. caught the culprit, but you kids lock, close me in a lock. Yeah, I wrote so, gaslighting. Huh, I guess we'll never he, find him. He gaslights them. This alien, this alien is laying it on pretty fucking thick. If he hadn't tried to guilt them, he probably, probably would have gotten away with it. But instead, he tried to guilt them, and then Wendy noticed his dry umbrella. <laughs> sure. The ultimate clue. Uh, why is this umbrella dry? Well, because it's actually not an umbrella. It's an alien appendage. And as we all know, alien appendages always dry. Are dry. Always. Famously, alien appendages are famously dry. <laughs> they never have any goo or slime <laughs> on them. So from there, we go back to the Hall of Justice where the Super Friends are just watching the news. Which seems yeah. endless endless time for bull endless time endless for time bullshit. For bullshit. Uh, and then endless time. we see that like we see uh, <laughs> The Super Friends averting more lost power accidents. There's that one point 
where a submarine goes into rocks very much like a penis going into a vagina. Like, it is... They're even like seaweed pubes. It is... There's no way this wasn't intentional. Yeah. I do think I know what you're talking about. But But there are... There are way, but uh, was this before or after he employed the? It's a good question. I actually don't show. I didn't write down how they uh, fixed this problem because I was very fixated so, on the what I'm standing. What channels. I'm learning, I'm yeah. sure. Well, you're a pervert. What I've learned about uh, Aquaman is that he's less of a uh, he. His superpower is less water based. And his superpower is mostly delegate. Yeah, uh, it's he. He does he he does less actual doing and more choosing dolphins and sea lions. He's essentially the foreman him. of the sea. Yeah, yeah, he's just kind of the middle manager supervisor, um, but which is fine. He gets the job done. It's not like you know he can still bully Batman. Uh, for just having a car, being yep. a dude with a car and another, and then, another guy. So after like this sequence of saves, all it seems that all power in the world is lost except for the Hall of Justice, which seems to be fine. Trouble alert works. All the lights are on. They're on a separate grid, presumably. <laughs> and then Superman, yeah. echoing Batman's earlier statement, thinks they've become too reliant on superpowers. They need to think through this. And then Wendy, like after hemming and hawing for a while, like, oh no, it's nothing, expresses her suspicions of Cedric Cedric. And I think this is the first time they mentioned that he's in a flying saucer. And every other time they mentioned like the moon, but no one had mentioned the flying saucer before that point, which is weird because it was very clearly a flying saucer the whole time. Well, all right. So, but they, uh, their, their implication is that to the people in there, it, appeared as a flying saucer um i think so this is also around the time uh that they employ a gadget that i think is great which is a global database of um uh uh, yes that um i believe uh, is that coming up guys international is the name of the group and what good guys international does is it keeps a registry of yeah. all the cops. Also, I don't know if you noticed when it wrote when you, like you see Scotland Yard on the screen when it was saying where he works. There was no O in <laughs> Scotland. It was Scotland Yard. And it was it was it a typo or was it an abbreviation? Um, nothing else was abbreviated, so I think it was a mistake on the animator's part. <laughs> the, the the other thing is how they um. Kind of nonchalantly searched for a for uf for a UFO, where uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, a UFO happened, sighting happened." But we forgot about that. It's so interesting, like especially with like another property that I was uh, I watched a lot when I was a kid was uh, Dick Tracy. Uh, I would uh, watch the read those comics and listen uh, listen to that show. Yeah, and watch that movie, um, and. That was one where the technology employed doesn't quite match up with how things actually played out. Where it's like, 
the problems that they're encountering are obviously not problems yeah. that we have. Like like the thing where they go, um, where he's saying, oh, well, oh, here's, here's something. There was a UFO sighting just minutes away from that. Um, even today with our search engines, we would never, that would never, sl- you know, sl- slip past us. We would know for a fact, oh, look, this a related yeah. thing happened. I mean, look, we, we have at our disposal a database of all UFO sightings. Anytime someone sees a UFO, yeah. boom. It's not, that's not something that's going to get lost, that someone forget forgot to input that yeah. in a newspaper. So, one, the alien did a bad job of covering his tracks because they were very easy to find, easy, they're very... Uh, easily able to find out that uh, the real Cedric Cedric was in a hospital. He, all right. So this is the, that's another one of my notes. The alien should have a hundred percent killed, killed him. I mean, or at least he was kept him injured kept him anyway. on the flying saucer at least. <laughs> yeah. He, he saves his life, which, I mean, part of me thinks he wanted I to think get so. caught. So what 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 what's revealed is that this alien that we saw before absorbed his essence. This is all something that he thought was a delusion. Which, when he absorbed he, his essence. So when Cedric Cedric, uh, when they when they go to visit him in the hospital and ask, "Hey, did anything weird happen?" He goes, "No, I mean, you know, I." I was in this accident. I woke up in the hospital. Everything was cool. Although I did see a flying saucer and an alien who morphed into my face and carried me to the hospital. Like, he has so much detail of everything that happened. And he gives it to them like, oh, by the way, why would you not lead with that? Oh, yeah. When No, but you have to. When the super what? friends are there. Because, because it's like, it sounds like an embarrassing hallucination. And if he were to lead with that, he would embarrass himself in front of Superman. Superman would be like, hey, we don't need to hear about your weird fucking fever dreams. We're just after, we're just after a power stealing alien who has your face. Don't waste our time with your dumb delusions. (laughs) They didn't. They haven't told him that. They haven't they haven't explained the situation. So he's just in there. It's like if you got your tonsils taken out and you were under gas and had a weird little dream and then Superman came and he was like, Hey, how are you doing? You would not tell him your dream. I think I would. I think I would, because it'd be like, Hey Superman, I've felt for a long time that we should be best friends. And to to cement that bond, I'm going to be very vulnerable and tell you this dream I had, and then we'd be best friends. <laughs> and and you think? Well, at first I would say Superman would say no, uh, leave me alone. But what we've learned is that Superman has an un, insatiable appetite yeah. for bullshit, and I think he probably then he pretend to lose an arm wrestling match. But the me. bottom line is Cedric Cedric. Cedric Cedric is a space yes. alien and they managed to track him down 
and confront him. They don't kill him. They don't. They don't yeah. chop his head off like uh, like Superman is apt to. Ch- Superman. Oh, that's his whole thing. That's his whole thing. Batman prefers like a drawing quartering uh, quartering situation, but Superman just pure beheading. Beheading. He loves doing it. We saw him do it in um, the Man of Steel yep. Rises. He uh, chops off uh, chops off a head. But he doesn't do that. They yes. listen to this alien. So before they listen to him, though, they go to the opening ceremonies of a nuclear generator plant, which feels very weird to me. Sure. Oh, I mean, they have that all the time. The opening ceremony. I assume televised. The thing to start multiple ceremonies yep. yet to come. Uh, people love having ceremonies exactly. at nuclear power plants, and this is just the first one. And the guy, whoever this official was, goes to let everyone know, all right, I'm about to press this button, and it's going to cause the largest jolt of energy that's ever been in the history yep. of the planet. But not so fast. Cedric Cedric. Nope. The alien version shows up and Wonder Woman immediately lassos him. He gives up yeah. immediately. Like immediately is like, no, 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 don't worry about right. that. My name's Anthro. The Cedric Cedric, the man so lame. <laughs> I will say, Anthro is a less ridiculous name than Sir Cedric Cedric. Yeah. So no, his his name is Anthro. What we learned is that Anthro comes from a planet where they didn't conserve their energy and they let all their fossil fuels burn up and elevate the you know the temperature increased and it became harder to have a supply chain and then there was a pandemic and then there was a global, you know, climate change and more intense storms and weather disasters um something that we've never experienced not ever. here on the certainly planet, this is not some kind of heavy-handed ever. metaphor yeah and really honestly the fact that i mean uh this this cartoon was what on in 1973 uh 70 something 1973 at that point, it's too, it was too late to do anything it's about true. climate change. You know what I mean? It's true. It's just there was there was nothing there was nothing we could do for the next. I mean, years. look, we had fossil fuels to burn. Uh, what what are we gonna do? Not do that? I don't think we so. Were... <laughs> yeah, but that didn't stop us from judging Anthro, and for for his for him being evil for coming to our planet. Uh, now, Michael, I need you to explain. This solution that uh, that <coughs> Superman, someone Superman, someone who could barely stop a train at its at its uh, yeah maximum gear. What 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 was Superman's solution? It was for Anthro to polish their moon into a solar mirror, presumably so they could use solar power. But I would think maybe what would happen is that would overheat their planet. Because, yeah, maybe it would help their solar power and stuff to work better, but they're just constantly getting a barrage of reflected sunlight. They're going to overheat. UV. Yes. And also, 
it's not going to um, uh, dissipate. It's going to be a concentrated moon-like ray of UV that is uh, boring a, yep. a hole through their planet. Um, this is this is going to yeah. kill a lot more people. Also, the fact so he was stealing energy, which means that he had some kind of battery that was capable of holding on to massive amounts of energy to transport back to his Which means planet. I think probably he didn't have to steal this energy. I feel like if he has that technology, he there are steps between that and stealing all of our energy. Yeah. Between burning coal and having an intergalactic battery. Which brings me to my... Uh, Final conclusion, Anthro, Cedric Cedric, Anthro's actions were, a he was 100% yeah, sexual gratification from what he was doing. From from the start, from finding this old man who happened to be a, uh, a famous Scotland Yard cop, uh, from absorbing his essence and uh, yeah. doing some aftercare, taking him to the hospital, uh, to... To admonishing, well, and, and again, I think um, this this whole way this yeah, is I, definitely a I th- sexual. Crime I think getting caught was a big part of it for him from the from the sexual aspect. Oh sure, he he literally wanted to get caught, and I think he was getting off on the fact that he would soon be caught, and then and then he was caught, and uh, that was it. Yeah. That was the, the and then, uh, so from there, uh, Marvin and Wonder Dog learn a lesson about energy conservation. They try to go overboard by turning off all their appliances, and Batman's like, no, you don't need to go that far. We have this well in hand. Uh, and he was right. Uh, it, it turned out to never be a problem I like, after I, that. It never, it, tur- it turned out that everything turned out okay. I like to think that, like, in the writer's room, there was one super Republican writer that's like, well, hey, let's not make them be hippies. fucking tree-hugging assholes, huh? Let's make a... Let's do a thing at the end where they know, yeah, they and can then turn Wonder shit Dog on. And then Wonder blows out a light bulb. Yeah. Uh, so some overall things that I have learned from this episode. So one, every other line out of Marvin and Wendy's mouth is some... Something that I assumed was a, a joke when people talked about the 60s, but is actually the way they talked. Oh, like uh, super fantastic like, and super groovy and things like that? Yeah, super groovy. Like, totally super groovy, man. Which, I mean, it's a cartoon, so I'm assuming they're exaggerating a bit. But uh, this sounds like vernacular that uh, that is not uncommon. Oh, man. So... If you read uh, the Silver Age Justice League comics from about 13 years before this, instead of Marvin and Wendy and Wonder Dog, the, the teenage sidekick of the Justice League is a character named Snapper Carr, uh, whose slang, I think they just made up for the comic. Like, there's no <laughs> way anyone ever talked like him. And he's Snapper Carr because he's always snapping his fingers, which is a weird affectation to give to a character. Just always <laughs> doing this. Snapping their it's more of a neurological issue. He has a problem. 
Yeah. I did Google to see if any of the new DC uh, CW type shows tried to revive Marvin White and make him like sexy. Uh, Cause they are, they are, uh, you know, apt to do that. Sure. They, yeah. All right. So Mr. Mrs. Pitlick, let's make Mr. Mrs. Pitlick sexy. Uh, yeah. Solomon oh, Grundy. sexy Solomon Grundy. Absolutely. Let's make sexy Solomon Grundy. Yeah. They're apt to do that. But um, apparently remember that. that show powerless. That was like a sitcom that took place in the DC universe. Yes. Apparently Wendy and Marvin show up in like one episode of that. Uh, where Kate McCucci is Wendy. Uh, I don't remember who Marvin was. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, then I just Googled incorrectly. The last the last note, the thing that I have, which is... um, So, I think this is one of our mutual friends. I don't remember quite... I think this is a mutual friend of ours, but I don't know. But we were having a conversation... And she said something to the effect of, uh, oh, we said something about, I said something about Robin Boy Wonder. And she said, wait, Robin is a, a boy? And I said, I, mean, I said, yeah. And she said, uh, oh, I always thought Robin was just a small man. <laughs> just a, a small man that went around with Batman. And I looked at her like she was insane. And I'm like, no, clearly it's Robin Boy Wonder. Oh, man. Uh, now looking back, looking back at this show, that's clearly a small man. That's clearly a small man. It's not a boy. Um, like, it's a Casey small man. Kasem is an adult doing an adult voice. Yeah. And also, yes, it's weird so, because, uh, like, he definitely interacts with Wendy Marvin and Wonderdog as though they are younger and he is a grown man who, uh, I don't know, right. that's probably about 47 years old. Yeah, that's the so, vibe we get. So, this is your first taste of the Super Friends. What, what, are, what, are, your, what are your initial takeaways to this uh, series that ran for 13 years? Oh boy, um, it's going to be a long journey. Uh, well, I, you know, there a, a lot of it. I'm so glad that I'm seeing for the first time. <laughs> I'm just so curious how they're going to do this for these 45 minute episodes, like, you know, how they weave this, spin this yarn for 45 minutes. Um. I'm looking forward to some more bullying of Bat of Batman, yeah, uh, and more making him out to be a joke. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they have some more answers on the nature of Wendy Wonder Dog and uh, Marvin. Not, uh, not only who they are, but what they are. Are they are they humans? We we, we don't. And at this point, there's know. no way to know. No, I will. One other thing that pops out about this is that the score, the musical, the jazzy um, jazz orchestra music theme, yeah, never stops. No, it's just constantly uh, going from the beginning to the end. It's a constant theme. Yeah, yeah, but they're they're 
they go through different i mean there's there's even a little interlude whenever marvin tries to use a power to open a door or you know whatever a lot of effort went into making this score uh too much effort i might say because as we said as far as animation goes like this barely counts as animation i feel like <laughs> yeah and then the the other one other thing is um what i suspect is that this was the beginning of you know how the fcc introduced the educational television rules or something yeah where they said that uh how, some percentage of every show that was shown on a network needed to have some kind of educational value yeah and i feel like this undoubt that i feel this has to be the beginning of that because there were too many i mean there was this message about conservation there was a message about using your uh, everyone has a brain and uh it's the strongest muscle we learned some semaphore and and there is no actual violence like no one really uh physically conflicts with anyone else no which i i hope that we get to see some of that we get to see some actual superheroes hurting Uh, like what is fascinating about this is as crazy as it is the writers of this show have a better fundamental understanding of these characters than either Zack Snyder or Joss Whedon. Oh, shots fired. Shots Stand fired. Stand by it. I don't know. It's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. Um, but uh, I don't like that dog. No, I I, like I, I will say, um, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog are only in the first 13 episodes, after which point they are replaced by the Wonder Twins and their monkey, Gleek. Gleek. G-L-E-E-K. Like the yeah, like that. Thing? Yeah, like that lemon-lime flavored thing that makes you spit or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, I cannot exciting. wait for that. Because they, they very clearly do have superpowers and are aliens. So there's less confusion about what their whole deal is. They are so. aliens? Oh, that was the last thing. Is um, their relationship with the uh, fact that there is an alien. They're not shocked that there's an alien. Well, why would They're they be? They're already hanging out with an alien. But is he, is he telling them? Uh, hey, I think so. Alien? I would assume so. At this point in his career, everyone knows that Superman. Then an alien. why didn't they assume? Why didn't they assume that aliens were a part of? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, weirdly, the only person I feel like who was actually doing detective work for most of the episode is Wendy. Like she's the one who noticed the dry umbrella and barely, and she was doing it in, internally. She was not telling people. Well, she eventually did, and then Batman was like, like, (laughs) Wendy says, hey, I think there might be something wrong with this Cedric Cedric guy, and then Batman's like, oh yeah, I think so too, like, I feel like Batman was trying to get on, like, make it seem like he also was suspicious of this person he never asked for credentials for. Yeah, they make Batman a joke, which is, oh, I don't know yet, 
don't know how I feel about that yet. I do wonder if I if I become a uh, if I uh, become a cop, does my face automatically go on the list of, of the I would hope so. network? Good guys international, which I have to think a good guy like that kind of database would make it hard for any sort of a law enforcement or intelligence officer to go undercover. Sure. Just look it up. Oh, this guy is that guy? Pop, pop. Every pop, villainous pop. organization Dead. would definitely have some sort of dummy login to Good Guys International. Yeah. Uh, some good guy would give their login to uh, the yeah. bad guys. I had a lot of fun watching this show, and I'm going to have a lot of fun talking about this show with Michael. And I hope you had some fun listening to this. I can't wait to talk about this It's going to be exciting. Episode. And I am, I am just thrilled to be introducing you to um, probably the greatest adaptation of uh, printed work in the history of humanity. Uh, that's yet to be seen.